Welcome to you wherever you're at, whomever you're with. We are so very glad that you are here with us for a few moments this weekend. Before we jump into our new teaching series, I want to remind you, if you've not yet discovered the version, absolutely free app you can load on your phone, on your device, and uh, if you'll search in the lower right-hand corner when you get that app open, drop-down menu under events, look for Arlington FM Church, and there you will find a complete set of notes for this weekend's message. And also, speaking of our messages, when you're in your podcast player, uh, also search for Arlington FM. There you will find all of our teaching content. Uh, well, we're going to begin a brand new series today, and uh, it's called Own Your Journey. And, uh, you know, it comes uh, with this understanding that uh, our lives are a journey. Our faith is a journey. In fact, if these last few years have taught us anything. Uh, they've taught us that uh, life is full of twists and turns that we never could have anticipated. Well, that's the same nature as our faith. In fact, uh, we could just state this up front. Our faith walk is a journey, and it's full of twists and turns and uh, detours, uh, things we never could have imagined that we would be about. And uh, we believe this as followers of Christ, uh, that God is with us on that journey, uh, that he leads us, he guides us, he helps us navigate uh, the vicissitudes of life. Uh, you know, uh, one of the classic uh, Christian writings uh, is a book called Pilgrim's Progress. And uh, if you've never read the book, quick uh, synopsis, uh, there's a guy named Christian, a uh, creative name, and, and he is urged to leave the city of destruction and set out on a journey to the celestial city. So uh, Pilgrim's Progress is all about uh, him making his way on this journey. He meets a spiritual guide called Evangelist, and he uh, finds a couple of friends, guys named Faithful and Hopeful, and uh, he sets out on this uh, great journey. He crosses the treacherous mountains of error, and uh, he fords the slew of despondence, uh, he faces the giant of despair, and he walks through valleys named humiliation and the shadow of death, uh, all part of his uh, journey away from destruction and towards the city of God. Now, that may seem a bit corny to you, uh, but the truth of the matter is uh, that is a, a good depiction of our journey of faith, and, and there are lots of potential uh, obstacles pitfalls, detours where, where we can get on, where we don't arrive at our desired destination. Uh, you know, uh, my wife and I went on a vacation once to the uh, Scottsdale area. We were uh, desperately in need of some sunshine. And uh, one of the things we did uh, down in the, uh, the Scottsdale, Phoenix area is we uh, discovered uh, what was called the, the largest city park in the U.S., and it was in the mountains around the Phoenix area. And uh, we were hiking for hours up there, and at one point in our hike, uh, the rock formations looked uh, strangely familiar, like we had gone by them before. And uh, then I noticed a, a set of footprints in the sand, and they looked strangely like our footprints, and we uh, measured them against our shoes. They were our footprints, and we found uh, we were lost. We, we didn't know the way out on this trail we had gotten on. And, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, that feeling of going in circles, 
of really going nowhere uh, can be one of the most uh, deadening things to our faith. Like we're not making progress towards our intended destination, but other times we become our own worst enemies, uh, sabotaging our, our best intentions of getting where we'd like to be in our journey toward God. Uh, here's a, a writing of Paul to young Timothy, and he's trying to uh, give him some wisdom about this faith journey through life. And here's what he says. He says, look, uh, some people have deliberately violated their consciences. Uh, they've turned against their better judgment. They made decisions that, uh, that you know, that inner voice that says, uh, shouldn't go there, don't do that, uh, don't say this. Uh, well, they, they decided, according to Paul, uh, to ignore uh, that inner guidance system. And as a result, he said, they've shipwrecked their faith. They ended up on the rocks, uh, all kinds of a tragedy and destruction ensued because of the fact that they ignored the voice of their conscience. You know, uh, some of the worst air tragedies have happened because pilots lost confidence in their instruments, and uh, oftentimes a, a helicopter pilot will become disoriented. Maybe he's caught in the fog, and he begins to distrust what those instruments are telling him, and... Uh, a tragedy ensues. Well, our faith can be much like that. And uh, one of the, the truths we're going to really uh, grapple with uh, in this series and become familiar with is this. Uh, every one of us is going to end up somewhere. Uh, we may not plan uh, the outcomes, but the truth is every single one of us uh, as we walk uh, through life, we're going to end up somewhere where here's, here's a novel thought. How about ending up somewhere on purpose? Uh, how about being more intentional, uh, deciding uh, where we'd like to go? You know, I remember a few decades ago when uh, the whole idea of, of boundaries, having personal boundaries, began to be written about and talked about. And uh, it was really based on this idea uh, that there are certain things in life that we have no control over. But there are many other things that they're within our boundaries. Uh, what goes on in our own heads and our own hearts is up to us. We get to choose. And uh, they would make statements in these uh, boundaries, writings like this. Uh, people don't make you unhappy. You choose to respond that way. Uh, why would you give people that kind of power over your life uh, to make you anyway? Uh, they may do things that upset you, but uh, you get to decide how you're going to respond to that. Uh, anyone listening to this message, have you ever used a, a, a program, a software program called Grammarly? Uh, well, here's how uh, Grammarly is described. Uh, it's a cloud-based typing assistant that reviews your spelling, your grammar, your punctuation, your clarity, your engagement, and your delivery mistakes and what you're trying to write. And it gives you advice uh, on your grammar as you type. And uh, it makes annoying comments like this. Uh, a knowledgeable audience may find this sentence hard to understand. And I'm like, what? Uh, does that mean an ignorant audience uh, finds it quite okay? And uh, one of my favorite uh, comments that Grammarly will make to me, and I get it quite often, is uh, this sentence appears to be written in the passive tense. Try rewriting it. And at first, I didn't really uh, 
wasn't really clear on what I was supposed to change. But then I finally got it. Uh, rather than writing, hopelessness came upon him, which is in the passive tense, uh, I now write, he decided things were hopeless. And uh, rather than writing, her life was filled with bitterness, in the passive tense, I now write, she decided not to forgive those who offended her. Well, what's the point? We get to decide. We get to choose how our story unfolds. We get to set our direction, how our journey is going to be interpreted and experienced. And uh, here's a good question. Uh, how about if we just decided at the beginning of the series that we were going to give some thought to being more intentional about where our journey of faith is going, uh, where it's developing, uh, what are our intended and hoped-for outcomes uh, rather than just a random walking in circles. Uh, here's how one of the writers of the New Testament expressed that intentionality. Uh, Peter, as we all know, a, a disciple who was on a circuitous journey. He went through his ups and downs, but here's what he wrote uh, to Christ's followers. He says, for this very reason, because God uh, has given us this new life, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to add to your goodness knowledge and to your knowledge self-control to your self-control perseverance to your perseverance godliness to your godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love and uh, you know the words that really struck my uh, caught my attention was make every effort and uh, I would ask you a question when was the last time you made every effort to do anything. When was the last time your heart was so captured by something, your interest was so focused that you made absolutely every effort uh, to uh, obtain that or to uh, move in that direction? I remember when, uh, when I decided that uh, my girlfriend, uh, who had uh, kind of left me for a season, uh, that she was the one. And I'll tell you, I made every effort uh, to win her back. And thank God, after uh, 43 years of marriage, uh, I'm so glad that I did. Uh, I watched a documentary recently uh, on a mom uh, in her mid-20s who decided she wanted to become a neurosurgeon. <laughs> and uh, she made every effort to pursue that course. And as she was doing her residency, she looked back and said it was hard but she was on course uh, to obtain her dream of becoming a, a neurosurgeon. You know, uh, how different would our faith journey look if, if we decided that this month alone, the month of June, uh, you're going to add to your faith. You're going to make every effort uh, this month to add goodness uh, to your faith. Uh, what would that be like if you spent a whole month just thinking about the biblical quality of goodness, what it meant to be a good person, and uh, what you uh, could, how you could move in that direction if you gave it your full attention for an entire month. In July, what if you made every effort to add to your goodness knowledge? You, you searched out, you know, what it is. You refreshed yourself on what it is you believe, why you believe that and uh, what you believe to be true about God's work in your life. And you spent a whole month of July just pursuing, uh, adding knowledge to your faith. In August, 
if you uh, added uh, new breakthroughs and self-control, uh, that this was going to be your focus, you were going to learn why this quality is so uh, valuable in our lives, uh, how you may be uh, missing the, the mark and how you can improve in that area. And then September uh, would be a month dedicated to learning perseverance. And you thought, well, wait a minute, I thought I'd been learning perseverance over the last two years. Well, uh, maybe you could take a month and just articulate, itemize, write down some of the ways you gained the quality of perseverance over the last few years. And then October, you made every effort to become a more godly person. You actually became knowledgeable, conversant in what it meant to be a godly person. And you actually moved in that direction without becoming judgmental and condemning others. And then November, if your focus uh, was entirely mutual affection, uh, how could you grow in that area? How would your family gatherings be different if in the quietness of your own dedication, you were making every effort to grow in your affection and your goodwill towards people? And then finally, December, uh, what if you were laser focused on learning to love others the way that God has uh, given the gift of life and love to you so graciously? Well, uh, Peter, he goes on to write, Look, if you do make every effort uh, to add these to your faith journey, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and then this kind of a lament, if we lack these things, uh, Peter goes on to write, but whoever does not have these has become nearsighted and blind, not a good way to journey, uh, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. You know, kind of summarizing what Peter says, ineffective, unproductive, nearsighted, and blind. Uh, this is not a good place for a follower of Christ to end up, uh, but this is exactly uh, where oftentimes we do end up if we're not uh, being intentional about this journey that we are on. Well, uh, one of the key insights then is we all end up somewhere. How about going somewhere intentionally? And uh, here's the second one uh, that we'll, we'll carry through this entire series. Is this uh, truth? We find our greatest joy in becoming who our creator designed us to be. That, that, that may uh, not resonate with you, but it, it, it's, a, it's a linchpin of our uh, journey with Christ is uh, the knowledge that our greatest good is found in becoming who he has called us to be, uh, that that's not anything oppressive or restrictive. It's actually our greatest freedom. And, uh, you know, th this desire uh, to align with our created purpose, uh, I think it's resonant in the hearts of people who haven't even come to faith, who don't even uh, perhaps believe that God has made himself known, they'll say statements like this, I have the sense that this is what I was made to do or to be about, or uh, I'm being true to who I am. Uh, my life has come full circle, and uh, what I'm uh, about now makes sense of the nonsense. And uh, see, here is this amazing uh, revelation that we actually can find our greatest freedom our greatest fulfillment in becoming 
what God has intended us to be from the beginning of time. You know, here's a great quote. You may have heard it before. It's by a guy named Irenaeus of Smyrna. And a few comments about this guy. He goes back a ways. He was born in 130 AD. He was mentored by a guy named Polycarp. Uh, who happened to be a friend of John, the beloved disciple. So uh, uh, Irenaeus had some connections. He knew a few things about this faith that has been entrusted to us. In fact, uh, he's uh, most famous uh, for um, a, a series of writings he did uh, kind of pushing back against some distorted teachings about uh, who Jesus was and how to follow Christ and what it meant uh, to be uh, to be. Uh, uh, someone who had given their allegiance to Christ. And uh, so Irenaeus knew a few things about truth and error. And he made this statement, the glory of God is man fully alive. Uh, you, we love that statement. The glory of God is, is men fulfilling their potential, uh, living uh, to their highest capacities. But then this other side of that coin, uh, but the life of man is the vision of God. What's he saying is that our greatest good, man fully alive, uh, is in the heart of God. Uh, he has uh, thoughts and intentions about what our lives can be when we're fulfilled, when we're making progress on our journey of faith. In fact, uh, here's another famous statement. Uh, this one made by a guy not quite as famous as Irenaeus. It reads like this. God has amazing intentions for you that would absolutely blow your mind if you were aware of them. Uh, this quote is from a guy named Chuck of Marysville. <laughs> that would be me. Uh, but that's the truth, I believe, of what Irenaeus is saying and what the Word of God teaches, that we find our greatest good in uh, leaning in uh, to what God has for us uh, by beginning to uh, uh, hear his heart for us, uh, trust uh, his will for us, and believe that as we uh, lean into that, take hold of that, that we're taking hold of our greatest good. Uh, you know, um, uh, Jesus uh, said that uh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, and if we'll take it on and learn from him, we'll actually find uh, wholeness for our souls. Uh, that deepest part of us will begin to be knit together with God's will and intentions for our lives. And, and so uh, this series, uh, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage myself. I want to exhort uh, all of us uh, to become a little bit more intentional about where our journey is going, uh, to become more mindful about where we're at on that journey, uh, how we got there, uh, how God wants to utilize our past to propel us into our future. Uh, I believe Paul expresses this, the apostle, as good as anyone in his letter to his friends in Philippi. Uh, here is what he writes. He says, look, as far as the intentions and the will and the purposes of God for me, that part of me becoming fully alive, I'm not there yet. In fact, he says, not that I've already obtained all this or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. He writes up, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but here's one thing I do, forgetting 
what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I hope you can hear uh, the yearning of a heart, uh, the, the example of a person like you and I who decided to make every effort to add to his faith, uh, to take hold of that purpose and reason for which Christ took hold of him. And uh, I happen to believe that our greatest good, our greatest joy, our greatest satisfaction, uh, the most uh, meaning in the difficulties of life happens when we share that same lean, when we press in, when we press on, when we interpret uh, everything that comes into our lives uh, in terms of what how God's purposes are being furthered in us. Uh, well, before we pray, you know, you've probably seen a, a graphic or a map that has a pinpoint or a statement. You always look for those words, you are here. You are here because knowing where you're at is the best way to get forward. It's the best way to move to where you'd like to be. And I want to just put a few action steps in front of you that might help you locate where you're currently at. We'll revisit this idea throughout this series, give you a lot of tools to help chart your course, make your progress. But here are a few thoughts to give some, a few statements to give some thought to. Number one, uh, do I tend to spend more time thinking about how others have hurt or disappointed me, or do I spend more time thinking about how I can become a better person? And uh, read that statement uh, as best you can, answer it as true or false, and uh, you know, just as a one ray of light into the way you interpret your journey of faith and your journey through this world. Number two, uh, what is one character quality of Christ that God might want me to focus on right now? Just one. Uh, as you think about your knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, uh, if you're a reader of the Bible, uh, as he's described in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, what are the qualities you see in Jesus? And what is just one of those uh, that God might want uh, you to focus on. You know, I happen to believe we have a guide in this journey of faith. He's called the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he'll not leave us as orphans trying to figure out our journey on our own, but he would be with us and he would guide us into the truth. And I believe when we ask questions like this, the Holy Spirit is active in our mind and in our thoughts. And then uh, number three, uh, describe as best you can, just use your imagination where you would like to be in your faith journey when this year is over. You know, put a time frame on it. Uh, when the end of 22 rolls around, where would I like to be in my faith? And again, I believe if you'll do that, open your heart. Uh, God will visit you through his Holy Spirit. He'll uh, activate those instruments and those navigational tools, and he'll work through your own thoughts to begin to give direction to you in your journey. Well, would you join me in a prayer? Uh, Father, thank you. Your word says you have called us according to your purpose. I think of King David in Psalm 139. He said, God, how many are your thoughts towards me? If I were to count them, 
they'd be more than the sands of the seashore. Think about that. That's a lot of thoughts. God has so many thoughts and intentions towards us that are good, that are pleasing, that bring about his perfect will. And Lord, we want to pray as we go into this series, own your journey, that we would be more intentional, less distracted. You'd spare us from the detours, from those parts of the journey that just go in circles but don't really move us towards your good and pleasing and perfect will. We pray that you would uh, help us uh, to begin to locate where we're at in our progress with you. And uh, Lord, give us a a glimpse of those good things that you have in store for us. Uh, Before we close this prayer, maybe as you're hearing uh, this message, you're thinking, you know, I've I've never really leaned into uh, Christ and his purpose for my life, but uh, as I've listened uh, today, there's, there's something in my heart. I want that. Uh, I want to take hold of that for which he took hold of me. You know, that's called faith. And I want to encourage you, make today a significant step in your journey. Uh, You would just open up to that, say something to him like, uh, Jesus, thank you. Uh, I sense you're you're stepping into my life. You're calling me to uh, follow you. You're calling me to open up uh, to that vision that you have for my life. And I believe uh, that's good. I want to ask you to uh, join me. I want to make that choice, Lord. uh, Forgive me of anything I've done. Forgive me of my sin that would separate me from you. Thank you that you came to give yourself for me. I open up to that gift, and I ask that you would uh, begin to give me that awareness that uh, God has great purposes for my life and, and, and help me to make every effort to lean into that from this day forward, I pray in Christ's name, amen. Hey, well, look, uh, before I let you go, uh, a couple of things. I do want to invite you to uh, reach out to me, especially if you prayed that prayer with me this morning for the first time or the first time in a very long time. You can reach me uh, at my email address, chuck at arlingtonfm.com. Also, would like to invite you for... um, Some things we got going on here at the church. One, our very next opportunity to be baptized in water. It's a very significant step forward in anyone's journey with Christ. Uh, Sunday, July 10th, I'm anticipating a warm, beautiful day. And uh, if you would like to uh, look into being baptized in water as your step of faith towards Christ, uh, send us an email, office at arlingtonfm.com, and we will get you all the details. And then uh, we have a a great event coming up, uh, Father's Day. We're planning a lot of fun here on Father's Day morning from 10 a.m. till noon. And uh, we would love to have you join us right here on our campus, uh, 730 uh, East Highland Drive here in Arlington. And uh, we will see you right here next week.